Chet Shvat Taf Shin Pei, coming to you live from the headquarters of Ariel Tours in New York. I'm Mayor Weingarten. Welcome to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network.
Leonor Kissen Omer Adam. Maha Pecha Shel Simcha. Opens things up on this live edition. May I remind you that we are live. This live edition of the Israel Show coming to you on the Nachum Siegel Network. My name is Mayor Weingarten. We're here each and every Monday, immediately following JM in the AM, 9 AM Eastern Time, 4 PM Israel Time, around the world, whatever time it is. That is the time that we are on, but you do not have to um, listen to us live. We, we have to be live. You can listen to us whenever you want, because there's such a thing. What a world we live in. On demand. You can listen whenever you want. You go to the Nachum Siegel Network app, you go to the archives, you go to the Israel Show section of the archive. You can download any one of the many shows that we have broadcast here for over seven years. Oh my gosh, what's going on? It's crazy. And by the way, so many of the other, all of the other great shows that were broadcast on the Nachum Siegel Network are available on demand as well. Our Facebook page, facebook.com slash The Israel Show, one word, facebook.com slash The Israel Show, one word. We post every week after the show at some point list of links to YouTube videos of the music that we play during the show, if there are ones, and links to other interesting things that we've discussed during the show and if there's something very interesting breaking news that we think that you would want to know and that you wouldn't find elsewhere we'll usually share that with you too but we don't we try our best not to bother you too too much we will spend most of the show discussing the deal of the century not even the deal of the century but attitudes towards the deal of the century uh, how, how's that I'll put it that way um Two, two small points that I put on the uh, on our topic list so before we get to the uh, next song we usually go straight to the song but I just want to get these out of the way so that we don't run out of time later I think it was yesterday or the day before that Brexit Britain, Brit, Great Britain leaving the European Union took place finally after the Brits um, voted for that about three years ago How does that affect us? How does that affect Israel? If, in fact, what many people say will happen, will happen, which is this is the beginning of the end of the European Union, that as Britain goes out, so others will as well, that is good news for Israel. The European Union is not a friend of Israel. It represents the opposite of nation states it tries to erase basically nation states and Israel as the ultimate if you will nation state is a thorn in its side in addition to other aspects of it that have been very anti-Israel they continue on a regular basis to support through big money radical left and BDS kind of things. So, the disbandment of the European Union would be a good thing for Israel. And so, if Brexit is just the first salvo, may it keep going. And one other point 
Obviously, everyone is talking about the coronavirus out of China. How does that affect Israel? Well, other than the usual, the way it affects everybody else as far as commerce, there's one specific area that I'm familiar with, obviously, because of my day job, tourism. Over the past three or four years, tourism to Israel from China has just grown by leaps and bounds. Amazing, amazing. Over 100,000 Chinese came to visit Israel. And it has opened up a whole new market to, uh, for Israeli tourism, which is good. Israeli tourism is considered an export because it brings in foreign capital. That's a great thing for the Israeli economy. It brings jobs and so forth. Well, now that basically flights have been canceled. El Al has canceled all its flights to China and they have almost daily, I believe, to Hong Kong and then a few times a week to Beijing. And all the other airlines, the American airlines, have basically stopped flying to China and so forth. The groups that were going to come to Israel are going to be canceled, and that will be a big hit for the tourism industry. I hope this thing is conquered for, obviously, reasons of life and death, but also for the economic hardships that it will take um, in so many places and in Israel as well. Yigal Bashan passed away a little more than a year ago. They uh, recently put out an album called Im Haiti Sharlach, where contemporary Israeli artists put out covers of his famous songs. Idan Amedi sings his Yigal Bashan's classic Sivan. You can hear at the beginning a recording in the background of Yigal Bashan's voice. Here it is for you. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Yeah. 
Idan Amedi, over the compilation Im Haiti Sharlach in memory of Yigal Bashan, that was uh, the classic Sivan. Idan Amedi, those of you who follow along uh, with Fauda, which is now in the middle of the third season in Israel, when it finishes the season in Israel, it'll get uh, subtitled into English and be shown on Netflix the way the first two seasons were. Idan Amedi joined the cast. He's in there as one of the uh, Mista Arvim in the uh, in the Fauda series. Our dear friend Mark Zamek chimed in <laughs> that that the coronavirus is also affecting the U.S. bar mitzvah business because it has stalled the production of custom kipot. And now we're having a joking argument of whether the child is still a bar mitzvah even without the kipot. No, it's a joke. It's a joke. Thank you, Mark. The deal of the century requires the Arabs to do everything basically but convert to Judaism. It is a, it's a deal that if there has to be a deal on the table is kindest to Israel, is be- best for Israel's interests. I think that everybody agrees. Every Observer, everyone who understands the history of the region agrees that nothing will come of this in the grand scheme. The Arabs will not agree to disband, to disarm. Hamas will not agree to disarm and allow the Palestinian Authority to come and rule Aza, for example. The Arabs will not agree that Israel will continue to have full sovereignty over over almost all time, but especially over the old city and the Temple Mount and so forth. Uh, 
and that the Arabs will get a few neighborhoods on the outskirts of the eastern part of Yerushalayim, which they would call a capital. They'll never agree to these things. They haven't agreed to um, deals that were a million times better. But, there's one thing that caused Israelis on the right to celebrate when the details of the deal were made public. According to the deal, the United States, in this case the Trump administration, because it's not something that would have to carry through to the next, but the Trump administration would recognize Israel applying the Israeli law to parts of Yehuda and Shamron that, according to the deal, will remain in Israel. Which means the entire Jordan River Valley and the major areas where Jews live, Gush Etzion, Maladumim, the Ariel area, and other places, and every single town, village, city, where Jews are now living will remain under Israeli sovereignty, will become, will come under Israeli sovereignty, and nobody will have to be moved. No Jews will have to be thrown out of their homes. That is an amazing part of the deal. Now, the 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 part that is attractive to most Israelis on the right is that that this it's not sovereignty there's a difference between sovereignty and applying Israeli rule but it's a it's, it's a big step this applying of Israeli rule to all those areas can happen it was thought immediately in fact the the news that was going around Israel and being reported and so forth was that yesterday, Sunday, when the government met, it would bring already a resolution to apply Israeli law to these areas. And that was would have been uh, such an amazing breakthrough. The only problem is that when this euphoria continued to grow and word came into parts of the Trump administration, they basically said, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. No, 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 step back, step back. There's a long way to go before Israel can uh, apply rule. Annex, it's not annex, it's not clear exactly. It's somewhere between annex, sovereignty, applying law. Whatever it is, it can't be done now. Netanyahu is dying for it to be done now. Netanyahu wants it to be done before the election so that it could be a major election point for him. Elections are in less than 30 days in Israel. Netanyahu is fighting for his life. The indictments were turned into the judicial system, to the court system, on the same day that Netanyahu and President Trump were presenting this deal. That in itself, I just have to say, is quite shameful that they couldn't wait a day. But all right, this is already gone. whole thing has gotten out of control already, so it doesn't matter.
So will Israeli sovereignty be allowed or Israeli law be allowed to be applied to these areas and how quickly? That's the question. What's the negative? The negative is that if the Arab side, the Palestinian Arabs, agree to everything we just said, which the chances of this happening are, you know, the same as the chances that Abu Mazen is going to lead the entire United Nations General Assembly in the singing of Hatikva. The, the, if they do accept it, then a quote-unquote Palestinian state gets recognized in the heartland of Israel, and I think everybody agrees that that would be a very dangerous, dangerous thing. Well, it wouldn't be dangerous <laughs> if they disarm, and if they stop uh, terrorism, and if they stop um, incitement, and if they stop paying their terrorists' uh, salaries, all the things that we know aren't going to happen. So, as the Israelis see it, you can take the good part, and the bad part is never going to happen. And, as many people said, Ritzvi Yehuda Cook, Zetzal, wrote, spoke about it, when the partition plan was approved and everybody in Israel was dancing. He spent the night crying because they ripped the heart out of the land of Israel. Everyone was dancing because for the first time in 2,000 years, the world recognized Israel's sovereignty over part of the state of Israel. And David Ben-Gurion, who accepted it, was of the mind that let's accept it now. We'll deal with the rest later. This is not the end point. This is the beginning point. And that's what many people today feel. Rav Tzvi Yehuda Cook wrote that the next day, I believe it was Rav Charlap comes to him and says, this is happening, let us appreciate, let us celebrate, let us take the great bracha that we have from God and let's do with it the best we can and Rav Tzvi Yehuda agreed. That's where it stands. That's the good, that's the bad, that's what's realistic, that's what's not. If at the end of the day Israel gets to apply Israeli law to these territories, once and for all, the whole 67 boundaries, the whole quote-unquote two-state solution, uh, where one state is on this, uh, on the um, areas of Yehudan Shemron from before 67, that, that's all gone. The green line is erased. All that no longer exists. No, we will follow along and see what happens. We have some more details about the deal, how, it, how it, the attitude toward um, Har Habayit and some other uh, thoughts and some excerpts from President Trump's speech. All that coming up after Yehoram Gaon and Simanei Derech. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Mi zocher u mi yodea et haderech el beiti Mi asher kol yishomea hu yavo habaita iti 
Shemer composed Yehoram Gaon Sings, the golden oldie, Simane Derech. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You are tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. So we're going to take you back to the White House last Wednesday, I believe it was, with the uh, unveiling, the announcement of the deal of the century, as President Trump loves to call it. And President Trump spoke for uh, quite a while, obviously, he was reading most of it, but some of it was extemporaneous. The crowd that he was talking to was uh, extremely pro-Israel, the crowd in the White House that was invited. They applauded at all the right places for Israel supporters. I want to bring to you a few excerpts. And um, one in particular, as they say. shows you 
well, a few. I'm gonna I'm gonna play a few, and they that that make very clear the attitude that President Trump has toward Israel, toward the Arabs, and what the reality of the Middle East is. So here's the first, in which he talks about the historic connection of the Jewish people to the land of Israel. On my first trip overseas as president, I visited the Holy Land of Israel. I was deeply moved and amazed by what this small country had achieved in the face of overwhelming odds and never-ending threats. The state of Israel comprises only a minuscule amount of land in the Middle East, and yet it has become a thriving center of democracy, innovation, culture, and commerce. Israel is a light unto the world. The hearts and history of our people are woven together. The land of Israel is an ancient home, a sacred place of worship, and a solemn promise to the Jewish people that we will never again repeat history's darkest hour. You hear that? Let's hear it again. Let's see if we can get to that spot again. The land of Israel is an ancient home. Together, the land of Israel is an ancient home, a sacred place of worship, and a solemn promise to the Jewish people that we will never again repeat history's darkest hour. That's an important recognition of the place of the land of Israel in the Jewish people's history. And here is how President Trump sees the Palestinian Arabs. The Palestinians have been the primary pawn in this regional adventurism, and it's time for this sad chapter in history to end, end quickly, end now. It's that simple. And anyone who has eyes and ears and a brain, or even half a brain, understands that the Palestinian Arabs are being used, and they have been used from 1947, 48, and on as pawns in a game whose goal is to annihilate the state of Israel. If they wanted a state, they would have had it already a long time ago. And the fact that the president understands that is an amazing thing. And one more quote in which he talks about He's talking about Qasem Soleimani, the um, Iranian terrorist mastermind that the United States thankfully killed not long ago. Talks about the fact that Soleimani called his brigade, the Jerusalem Brigade, as if one needed to liberate Jerusalem. Listen to how he talks about that. He ran an organization called Jerusalem Liberation Forces and used his hatred, total severe hatred of Israel as a rallying cry to divert attention from the incompetence and shortcomings of his government. He falsely promoted the sinister notion that a free Jerusalem, to have it free, we have to be at war with Israel. And he said it very, very powerfully. In truth, Jerusalem is liberated. Jerusalem is a safe, open, democratic city that welcomes people of all faiths and all places. It is time for the Muslim world to fix the mistake it made in 1948 when it chose to attack instead of recognize the new state of Israel. It's time. 
hard to imagine a more pro-Israel stance. <clears throat> I would like to share with you one minute, slightly edited just for time, of President, then President Obama's speech, the first foreign visit he made. Unlike Trump, who went to Israel, Obama did not go to Israel. President Obama made his first speech, a major speech. Uh, on foreign soil in Cairo, and this was his speech that was meant to assuage and, um, you know, um, make nicey-nicey to the Muslim world, saying how connected we are and how so forth, but at the same time, being that the Israeli-Arab conflict was such an important area of contention between the two, President Obama had to speak about it, and this is how he spoke about it. And you know, as 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 they used to say in some of these uh, kids' workbooks, see if you can find indifferences. That the aspiration for a Jewish homeland is rooted in a tragic history that cannot be denied. Around the world, the Jewish people were persecuted for centuries. And anti-Semitism in Europe culminated in an unprecedented Holocaust. The aspiration of the Jewish people for a state in Israel has to do with the Holocaust. Not with the fact that 3,000 years we have a connection to the place. Here, let him continue. Six million Jews were killed. Denying that fact is baseless, it is ignorant, and it is hateful. On the other hand, it is also undeniable that the Palestinian people, Muslims and Christians, has suffered in pursuit of a homeland. For more than 60 years, they've endured the pain of dislocation. Many wait in refugee camps in the West Bank, Gaza, and neighboring lands for a life of peace and security that they have never been able to lead. So here you have also the moral equivalency trope, I guess you would call it, I don't know. First, President Obama says Israel's entitled to a state, their aspirations for a state is because they've been persecuted throughout the world and then came the Holocaust, so... You can't deny them a place, but the Palestinian Arabs, they also have been going through te- terrible difficulties. That's called moral equivalence. See, the two are equal. While President Trump says the Palestinian Arabs have been used as pawns by the rest of the Arab world. What a difference. I don't miss... President Obama on so many levels but this is one of, uh, to me this was one of the most egregious things that he said and he said it very publicly into the Arabs this was his speech that he thought about and worked on for months and finally uh, two little clips two short clips which are really the basis now of the difference between uh, Netanyahu and Trump, where Netanyahu wanted immediately to apply Israeli rule, sovereignty, whatever you want to call it, to areas in Yudan Shamron, 
and uh, parts in the Trump administration, people in the Trump administration are saying, no, 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 there has to be a committee and so forth and so on. So here are the two clips that brought that about. And the United States will recognize Israeli sovereignty over the territory that my vision provides to be part of the state of Israel. Very important. We will form a joint committee with Israel to convert the conceptual map into a more detailed and calibrated rendering. Recognition can be immediately achieved. So on one hand, there's going to be a committee. On the other hand, there's going to be something that can be immediately achieved. And that's really the place, uh, the, the source of a lot of the confusion that's been going on over the past few days. Omer Adam, the number one recording star in the state of Israel. Katafti Alayich Shir. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You are tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Stay tuned. More coming up. ستا <laughs> Omer Adam Katavti Alayich Shir. 
You're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. My name is Mayor Weingarten. A couple of points still about the uh, deal of the century. And I'm reading to you from the text, and you can download it. Maybe I'll uh, add the link to uh, download it. It's somewhere between 50 and 80 pages, I guess. depends how you count pages. I haven't read it yet. But if you're interested, we'll uh, hopefully post a link on our Facebook site, our Facebook page, uh, coming up soon during the day or tomorrow, facebook.com slash the Israel Show. I'm quoting here, Jerusalem's holy sites should remain open and available for peaceful worshippers and tourists of all faiths. People of every faith should be permitted to pray on the Temple Mount slash Haram al-Sharif in a manner that is fully respectful to their religion, taking into account the times of each religion's prayer and holidays, as well as other religious factors. Well, that would be a tremendous breakthrough in and of itself, and would be another reason that the Arabs would totally reject reject this deal. Just uh, another point that we should note. There is a change in the Arab world. Today, Israel and parts of the Arab world have a common enemy. That common enemy is Iran. And so Israel has a much stronger alliance, even though it is under the table, so to speak, with Saudi Arabia, strong alliance with Egypt and others. And so the support that the Palestinian Arabs would usually have, and they do have it on on paper, there was a meeting on Saturday of the Arab League, and they all condemned it, blah, 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 blah. But the real support that they could have expected in the past is not so so openly and, and quick in coming. In fact, three countries of the uh, Gulf countries were at the White House during the announcement. I don't remember. I think it was Oman, United Arab Arab Emirates, and one other. A lot of this has to do with the work that Prime Minister Netanyahu has been doing in that area. In fact, Prime Minister Netanyahu right now is in Uganda reaching out to more African nations and literally just came over the uh, over the headline wire Uganda announced that it will open its embassy in Yerushalayim, another country not that many have done it, but another country that is opening its embassy in Yerushalayim so we should be thankful for that and uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu is really busying himself, trying his best to uh, get a lot of things in the headlines before his uh, before the election starts. One more. Hachnisini Tachat Knafecha Classic by Arik Einstein. This is a cover by Metal Kalika and Ophir Chayun. My name is Maya Weingarten. You're tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network.
Words by, what is it, Avram Chalfi, I believe. No, it says here Chaim Nachum Bialik. Hmm, I don't think that's right. Anyway, whatever. Melody by uh, Mickey Gavriello, very famous. One of the favorites of Israel, of Israeli classical music. Um, we're going to end off with, um, I don't know if you'd call this trivia, but cute. So, uh, if you've been following on social media, it's been around a lot that yesterday was, quote-unquote, palindrome day, and that it's the first time in, like, 900 years that it was palindrome day, because the date was 0202-2020, which you can read both ways. 
from right into left. That's what a palindrome is. You can read it both ways, like the word noon, N-O-O-N, and so forth. And I, it was crazy to me, because uh, how could that be the first time in 900 years when um, 2001, or we say October 2, 2001, was also a palindrome day. So, it was clarified. I, I sort of figured it out, but it was clarified by many that it's the, it's the global palindrome day. Meaning, the Europeans who put the month second, they do the day, right? And then the month, and then the year. And we do the month, and then the date, and then the year. So, this is a palindrome day all over the world, and it's the first time in 900 or whatever, I don't know how many years, a thousand years, and so forth, that it's been a global palindrome day. Okay, which got me thinking of palindromes, and there are, there's much in in Jewish um, culture about palindromes. The Ibn Ezra famously collected many palindromes, dreamt up different ones, some longer, some shorter, uh, one of the amazing, amazing palindromes that I discovered a few years ago, but I, I, I can't believe is not more famous, is a eulogy that Rav Shamshon Rafal Hirsch's son wrote for Rav Shamshon Rafal Hirsch when he passed away. And the entire eulogy, it's, 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 it's not a small thing. It's not a whole page, but it's, you know, like a few paragraphs. The entire eulogy is a palindrome. It is insane. And so on one of the social media sites that deals with Tanakh, somebody asked people to chime in with palindromes that appear in Tanakh. And um, many years ago, I was taught by my mentor, Dr. Lior Gottlieb, about a very cute palindrome that appears in Yahu. So, in Yahu 40, Pasuk 4, Mem Pasuk Dalit. It says, It's talking about how God will make it easy for the Jewish people to return to the land of Israel. So the 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 valleys, God will will sort of like pop them up so that they're no more valley. You don't have to go downhill, uphill. If you pop up the valleys, now everything is flat. So it'll make it easier. V'cholhar v'giv'ayishpalu. Every hill and mountain will be pushed down, will be pressed down again so that you don't have to go uphill and downhill and won't make it difficult. The journey back to Eretz Yisrael will not be difficult because it'll be a flat surface upon which you'll be walking. One could say that that's a metaphor for making it easy to arrive to the land of Israel via plane, maybe. And then it continues, V'haya he'akov limishor. Akov is crooked, one could say. That's one way of looking at it. There are different translations, obviously. The rugged, the crooked. So that crooked will become 
flat, mishar, like a plain. The harichasim, small mountains or rough spots or ridges, whatever. Levik ah, they will be pushed down. They'll become like a, also like a like a level area. So the pasuk is talking about how God will take the stuff from the bottom and push it up, stuff from the top and push it down. There's sort of like a feeling of a palindrome here. In fact, this pasuk, I just wanted to point out, this is a little trivia, this pasuk is mentioned in the very famous Martin Luther King I Have a Dream speech. Um, I found the, the clip for you here. This is Martin Luther King in his I Have a Dream speech. Dream that one day every valley shall be exalted. And every hill and mountain shall be made low. The rough places will be made plain. And the crooked places will be made straight. I have a dream that every valley will be exhausted, exalted and every hill and mountain will be made low and so forth. So what's with the palindrome here? Well, as Lior pointed out, He'akov le. If you just look at the letters, He'ayin kuf bet lamid, and the letters of the last word, Livika, they are a palindrome. Backwards, Livika is He'ayin kuf bet lamid. He'akov le. So it, not, it, it sort of brings into the pasuk the thought of the pasuk of God making everything flat, whether it's high or low, pushing everything into the direction of being flat and the opposite direction of what it was. So I wanted to share that with you on the Isru Chag of Global Palindrome Day. <laughs> All right, we'll end off with, let's see, what, what should we end off with? Let's pick a, let's pick a song. Shlomo Artsy with Komashetirtse. Okay? How's that? I hope I hope you'll enjoy that. We're gonna end off with that. Not before we say thank you so much for listening. Thanks for all your Facebook likes and comments. Thanks to the staff of the Nachum Siegel Network and my very special thanks, as always, to Nachum Siegel. Coming up on the Nachum Siegel Network, Yoni Pollock with after further review covering the latest in the world of sports. I understand there was like some major, major sports contest yesterday. Um, I heard about it because I uh, watched the uh, Nachum Siegel Network kosher Super Bowl halftime show, and I recommend that you do the same. YouTube, Facebook, just look for Nachum Siegel Network kosher halftime show. And after that, Novik now, Jake Novik, what Jews should keep in mind going into the Iowa caucus, which I believe is tomorrow. And then the great Monday Music Marathon. Until next Monday, immediately following JM in the AM, this is Mayor Weingarten reminding you that nice guys do not finish last. They're just running in a different race. כל מה שתרצה יהיה לך, אפילו אם קשה לך, כל המכתבים שעוד לא נכתבו, ועליהם רשום שמך, רגע בלי בושה ואהבת אישה, מישהי שתראה אותך, כל רגעי העושר והנחמה. כל מה שתרצה יהיה לך. רגע של שמחה לבד מול המראה, 
ריקוד לתוך הלילה, יד רכה שתלטף אותך. שנייה לפני שקמת, פתק על מפית ושפה פרטית. ריח שאתה אוהב, שיר שמתנגן מבית של שכן. כל מה שתרצה יהיה לך. כל מה שתרצה בכף ידך, רק תסכים להיפתח. כל מה שרצית, כל מה שעדיין, העולם כולו מושיט ידיים. כל מה שתרצה יהיה לך. כל הכוכבים שאין אור מסביב, האמת של השמיים, הצטלבות מבט ובהימות הלב, להיות אדווה במים, התגנבות כלילית לתוך חצר סגורה, ערבה לא אסורה, ילד שגידלת ואותך אוהב. כל מה שתרצה יהיה לך. שתרצה יהיה לך. כל מה שתרצה יהיה לך. כל מה שתרצה יהיה לך.